0: Advance Game Club!
1: Nice. What?
0: Well, uh, i Game Club! Worked much? Nope. It looks bad for you. Nonsense. Adventure
1: Game Club, yeah! What can I do
0: for uh, you, Kate walker? Hello, you're listening to the Adventure Game Club podcast. This week, we are talking about Zork, The Forbidden Lands, our game for April. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me today is John. Hi, everybody! Hello. So... Uh so I guess our first so th- like I said this was our game for April um it's a first person point and click adventure by Zombie Studios and published by Activision it was released in 1996 um so I guess the first thing is why did you suggest this game
1: I was yeah I was the one who suggested Zork Nemesis uh because it is often overlooked. This was the second Zork game that was published by Activision. Um, the first, of course, being Return to Zork, which I love dearly. And of course, Mike, I know you do not, but that's okay. I can't hold it against you, my friend. Um, and it is a game that is uh, just really fascinating tonally. It is a game that uh, it, it has a broad range of emotions. It mixes dark, you know, this dark and foreboding atmosphere with with uh with the zorkian humor that people usually attribute to the franchise um and it was one that sold pretty well but like mm-hmm. i always felt that people have dismissed that title that entry completely in comparison to like the likes of zork grand inquisitor and of course the original infocom zorks but the game has a lot of uh really interesting puzzles and and a really great an amazing soundtrack arguably one Of the best video game soundtracks out there, it's just so atmospheric and beautiful. And I wanted to highlight it because it's something that most people are just like, Yeah, yo, yeah, I never really played that one. I heard that one's really bad. And it's like, no, it's it's actually pretty good. It's got its it's got its faults, it's by no means perfect, but uh, I just love it to death and I think that more people should play it. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, it seemed like
0: it went over pretty well with people in the club and um, it is a bit different from previous Zork games, and also the ones one that came after it. Yeah. Um, depending on your definition of what a Zork I game mean, is,
1: technically but two. there was a two, text adventure that was uh, done as a as a well, tie-in for Zork Grand Inquisitor. Well,
0: well actually, there's three if you want, <laughs> if you want to count the browser game it came yes, out. Which
1: I love. But, I have to one day share my old podcasting days from over a decade ago within which I talk about that game specifically. And uh, it's very awkward, just like I am today. But uh, it was a delight. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I guess we should talk about the... I guess the plot from a very high perspective. We'll have a spoiler section at the end. But yeah. um from... A very very high level i guess you would say that you are called to investigate why these alchemists have been slain in a
1: well they disappeared fir-
0: or are they have they dis- is they that disappeared, what
1: disappeared yeah so okay. there's not a spoiler um, but <laughs> yeah four, four high-ranking, high-ranking members of zorkian society have disappeared um and their last known location is the Temple of Agrippa. You're we sent as an agent of the Zorkian government, uh, to investigate, uh, their disappearance and their last place of, uh, uh, whereabouts, which is the Temple of Agrippa. And it is, uh, and there is a mysterious force, this evil entity that is existing in this temple. Um, and you're trying to figure out what had happened and how to stop it. And it's a it's a wonderful interweaving. Uh, mystery of intrigue and deception, and I really enjoy the plot. I don't enjoy necessarily the uh execution of the plot from time to time because the acting can get really something special. <laughs> so that can be special. It's it's lo- sometimes great and then sometimes. Oh boy, I was okay with.
0: I don't know. I. I was fine with it, the acting in it. I didn't really mind it. I, it's a lot, yeah. Um, but it maybe contributes a bit to like some of the total whiplash in the game. But uh, yeah, and then yeah. I so yeah. From I guess from a very high level, that's basically what the plot is. Um, and the gameplay is kind of different too. So. Uh, it's a like we said, it's a first-person point-and-click adventure, uh, much like the Zork games before and after it. But mm-hmm. it's, I think, it's still a little bit different because it's got a heavy mist influence to it. Yeah. I think,
1: in my opinion, I would agree. So it's it's very misty in its design. You have the you have the the central hub area that it has some puzzles that you have to solve there, and then from there on, it branches out into all these different. Uh, standalone areas very very misty in that regard and it, it's a great mixture of like the good of mist and also the good of the seventh guest there's a bit of seventh guestian <laughs> moments in this as well um uh, i feel okay and um but it's like it's like a good mixture between those two things and it and it still feels very zork while still feeling fresh and new and one of the big things that made this game lauded at the time was that it was um uh one of its technological advances was that it had full 360 um movement in a environment so you could rotate the camera a full 360 degrees freely um when uh exploring environments of course it was still static images it was just a panorama um but the people loved that that element of it and it made it feel fresh and new for that type of game. It was really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, even like the way it handles inventory is different from the other Zork games like, because I feel like typically in a Zork game, there's a lot of inventory items. This mm-hmm. one, it's not really like there's maybe a couple parts where I held more than one item, but it was very rare. Yeah. Most of the time, you have like one thing and that's kind of it.
1: Yeah. I carried some things around that you totally didn't need to, but I did it for comedic purposes, which I'll get into in the spoilers. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And so I think you said earlier, it's kind of got a missed like layout. It's, you got a hub area and then it opens up into four additional worlds and they all got their own feel. They're very distinct environments and it's really neat. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting, and I think this is also the first. It is the first sword game designed by a woman. Yes, right. Yes. That, yeah, that's a,
1: yeah, yeah. Because the text adventures were not done by any women at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, and it shows. It shows. Yes. Because, um, the the characters are very um, uh, multifaceted. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not simply one-dimensional, and it also deals with a lot more complex characterization that isn't so um, one-dimensional. You know, there's so many things kind of going on with these these characters at these alchemists and their history and their relationships with each other, and it and again, tonally, there's a lot of different um a broad range of emotions here because it does mm-hmm. still does have that Zorkian humor. There's also this kind of ethereal sense of uh, mystery and mystique, and there's also these moments that kind of feel harsh and uh and violent, but then also ones that feel um very serene and and calming so there's there's a whole lot going on with this game and it, and you can really kind of tell these influences from a person that is. Not developing a game, uh, with the typical game design tropes that we kind of experience, especially a game coming out in the mid '90s, when the height of, you know, this uh, sensationalism of video games and like catering to like the teenage market is being hip and cool. Um, this game is very much meant to be for an older or more mature audience, a, a genuine mature audience. Not M is for mature, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, it's also very much for mature people. There's some stuff in here that's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, not not problematic, but it's like, you, I think that... I mean, there's like one or two parts where I kind of breeze through it with a walker just because <laughs> I was like, I do not enjoy... Like there, I think there's another way around it, but there's like a puzzle solution where you kind of have to listen to people get tortured... And I was yes. just like, I oh just wanna, my gosh. yeah. I'm just gonna get through that, just oh, cheat yeah. on that one because I did not enjoy that. But there's there's definitely some heavier themes. Um, hey, geez, uh, like fascism, religion, uh, yeah. organized religion, anyway. But and then like you know, and the, women characters have more agency and um, than you kind of would expect from a lot of games from that time mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of really interesting games it's really yeah. dense for as a zork game especially i i think i mean that might be a little unfair to some of the text adventure games but the later ones but there's a lot going on in the game yeah.
1: it's really and, and cool for folks who 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 may have like taken to heart the criticisms of Zork Nemesis for its tone, right? Uh, being like it, there was never anything really this dark in Zork. It's like you haven't played the text adventures Zork games. You haven't played Sorcerer, which while I don't enjoy Sorcerer as a text adventure, which is it's still in the Zork universe. It is about demonic possession, and there are some really violent moments, especially in the climax of Sorcerer. And it and it the whole revolves around, uh, you know. Uh, demons and and the other worlds and like a whole lot of really uh intense sequences and so it's like it's not uncommon for Zork to to delve into those spaces um and to still keep the Zorkian humor uh you can tell that something like Zork Nemesis is influenced by Folks like Steve Moretzky and the Enchanters trilogy of text adventure games more than the original Zork trilogy. Um, and it shows with like the references, especially the references to the works of Steve Moretzky, um, not only in Sorcerer, but also in their the books that he wrote that were the What Do I Do Now series of books for Zork. Um, they make lots <laughs> of references to those. And so you can really kind of see those influences shine dramatically. Um, if you've played the Enchanter series and, and you can see that so much in Zork Nemesis and, and that makes it better in that regard yeah. because those those games in particular are typically considered to be some of the better Infocom games.
0: Um, yeah, we're jumping around a bit. But yeah, let's just jump to the reception because I think yeah. it's kind of the elephant <laughs> where it's like the game came out and it did very well commercially mm-hmm. and critically. hmm. Um, Like, reviews were very positive, and it sold well. Um, It's really weird, though, like, because before I looked up the reviews, I kind of assumed that they were mixed, and it's like, not really, like, it did very well, and I think... I think even fans at the time liked it, but it seemed like it started to build up a reputation. This is all based on vibes and my memories, yeah. and they could in, be in wrong my but, as well. Absolutely. So y- because you had the same experience then, I think. So, yeah. where it seems like fans kind of dismissed the game for being very dark and maybe some of the misinfluence influence that had as well. Um, yeah. But the big thing was the tone because it is much darker than the game. I think that comes from, I think for a lot of people, their first Zork game was Return to Zork,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is mine. A car- yeah. Which is, it's a cartoon, basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, and then also, so to go from that to Zork Nemesis, which is very dark, and then to Zork Grand Inquisitor, which is very cartoonish as well. Um, yeah. I think, painted, like, the sex... or uh,
1: um, It shifted it the perception people... of what Zork is, you yes. know? Yes. And of what Zork has always been. Um, and it, it definitely shifted what people's perception of what that series is all about and what its emphasis was. And Zork's emphasis had never been necessarily on its humor or on its, like, silliness and slapstickness. It, it, those things do exist from time to time in the series, but overall... They are, you know, games about puzzles and adventure and exploration. And like, those seem to be more of the emphasis there. But uh, it, but when Zork, Dragon Inquisitor came out, it really was people being like, oh, thank God, it's not Nemesis. Oh, thank God, it's something silly and light. Thank God. Like, that seemed to be everyone gave out this breath of relief that it wasn't this dark and foreboding game. And again, Zork, Nemesis isn't entirely dark and foreboding, although there are some moments. Um,
0: it's a dark game, I would still say it's the darkest I yeah there, there, I mean, it, it would
1: be yes, there is the Activision games that absolutely is the darkest, and there are one particular like section of the game which is just excruciatingly dark,
0: yeah, um, and even like but there is humor and some of it is pretty dark, but there's some really goofy stuff in it as well, so it's not it's not a humorless game, and it's. I think though the humor in it works very good as like a pressure release belt. like it's
1: it's needed. Um yeah. but and
0: also it, the it's, game it's also game gives
1: reverence to the history of Zork. It doesn't yeah. ignore Zork as a series um and as a franchise it has a ton it is it is overflowing with references. Um mm-hmm. of past games of Zork's history in general um of all the different iterations that we have seen Zork in. Um, And so like it is definitely one that knew what it was doing. It was meticulous in, in how it was crafted. They definitely knew what was going on. So I think that that's a major benefit to it that makes it also kind of more special comparatively because in a game like Return to Zork and even Zork Grand Inquisitor, even though it has lots of references, it only really focused on the silly uh zork and inquisitor is a very silly game <laughs> very yeah silly. i
0: well i mean both return to zork and grand inquisitor yeah. are pretty goofy but yeah i don't think you need to like n- the references in this aren't distracting no. to me because i don't you think wouldn't you, know like if, unless you
1: did it like that's right. the thing you wouldn't pick up that those are references unless you've experienced those things
0: right like i never read the books so yeah. you know like i would I only knew about it because someone pointed it out and it's like, okay. Never. So which is very funny that they reference the choose your own adventure books that like seem like no one would ever care about or probably got yeah. forgotten past yeah. whatever. So I was like, why that? But um yeah, I mean it's really nice and like it it, it does feel like a Zork game, even if it's totally different than the ones Right before and after it, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a weird series because, like, tonally, it's all over the place. I don't yeah. know what, like, if, <laughs> like, I don't know what are the consistent things across the entire series. Really,
1: there's not. It's gross. There's not like flatheads.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things, but like, there's the no grooves. tonal.
1: <laughs> consi- yeah. yeah. They uh, tried to. They tried to shape after Zork three and on. They tried to shape some kind of ca- like canon, and it's not consistent. It's not um, right. It's not even like uh, you know cohesive in any way. And that's okay. It doesn't need to be. But they definitely tried to, and it just did not work in that regard. Zork is not a game where you need to have this canonical world. You just had to have little elements of it that are just fun. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think that leads to some of the things with like, like people thinking Zork never says doesn't feel like a real Zork game because it's like whatever you played first, maybe kind of shapes. Yeah,
1: yeah. what, what, that you, what you think be. of Zork. Yeah. I think absolutely. Because again, like what Zork won, I mean, how much humor is in the original Zork? Right. Not much. It, you know, it's there just, was just a little bits here and there.
0: It's just like a collection of like fantasy tropes. Basically, yeah. I mean, nothing against the game. I mean, that's what every fantasy game was yeah. done. Yeah, but
1: the, originally developed in the 70s, like, yeah. you know, they're not really great on the narrative, you know, uh, design process. So right, you right. give it a pass because it's like, yeah, it's the 70s. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so I to jump back to that's what Anyway, we just I just wanted to address that because it's it's a very weird thing about this game. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like we said, like the development at first, uh, it was designed by Cecilia. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of her last name. Barajas. Barajas. Um, yeah. Um, and she, I couldn't figure out what she did before this game. Like Moby Games didn't have anything really um i know that there's a book that exists that i didn't get to read about breaking into the games industry and she was a contributor to it uh interesting it, it's an older book i think yeah because um because this was like bobby Kodak wrote the intro which uh, yeah. but like uh and then there's two other i think activision developers who contributed to this book but um and so she had a long she had a pretty long history. I mean there's I mean she's as far as I can tell she was in the industry up until 2007 with Spider-Man 3 and just worked at Activision the whole time. Yeah. Um which doesn't sound that long because it's 11 years, but this like, given the turnover in the games industry yeah, that's pretty Yeah, I was going to say
1: 11 years at one company is pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: But yeah, I mean so The plot was by her nick sagan and adam simon um zombie studios developed it i was trying to figure this out as well so the credits for the game kind of merged it feels like it merges staff from zombie studios and from activision together so there's activision and zombie studios folks mixed together yeah um they are more known for spec ops yeah not spec ops the line which is maybe the most famous one
1: yeah depending on if you're
0: but everything prior to that um and the
1: saw video games yeah
0: oh okay and ZPC, which is my other thing that i played by them which is a first person shooter that uses the marathon 2 engine um and it's the the most it's not that great but like the most famous the uh, most notew- noteworthy thing about that game is the artist who did the cover art right, we're getting so sidetracked but the cover artist for the industrial band kmfdm did all the art for the the game <laughs> so it's got this really? like really di- it's got a really distinct like black and white artwork wow it looks, it looks neat it looks neat I, it doesn't play well but it's from my memory um, I played it because it was on a PC gamer demo disc and I was like, what is this? like I was like nine or something, of course, and like just yeah. wasn't very Played confused. anything you can get
1: your hands on at that point. Yes.
0: Um so yeah, and then they're we're kinda of looking this up before recording, but they were around for quite a while. They only closed because the owners retired, and then the staff from that studio went on to form Harsuit Labs, mm-hmm. who have worked on a variety of things um and we think they're still around uh so yeah i don't i don't know it's kind of interesting to see that that studio is basically still going inspiring yeah.
1: in, in in a way um waiting for that zork nemesis uh hd remaster just waiting <laughs> that'd be great i mean <laughs> i assume that like all
0: the video footage got thrown out yeah yeah um, at this like, point like, th- that always happens with all of these games. We're never getting any kind of Zora Grandmaster. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I grew up with Sega. Sega was like, oh, the game's done. Let's just throw everything away. We're done. Goodbye. And it's just like, you don't keep any of that? Like, no, 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 but I
0: mean, that was every company in the 90s. I know. It like, hurts. S- Sierra. Like, there's everything that they worked on was thrown out. Um, <laughs> a more positive note, do you want to talk about the music? I think that's fantastic. Uh, I don't know who wrote the music. Do you know who wrote the music? Uh, it was Mark Morgan? Oh my um, gosh. He's been around is, for a long time too.
1: This is music that you'll never you'll never go like I uh, you you'll never like it's so atmospheric and it is like the perfect music to put on you know it's that that uh lo-fi to listen to while studying or whatever it's that kind of vibe um, it's not lo-fi by any stretch of the imagination but it is it is so like the most amazing background music
0: that well, it's is very it's very new agey i was yes. kind of
1: but but it like like if you go and you listen to um, its soundtrack on youtube and you look at the comments you're going to see especially the 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 music for the temple of Agrippa that like it's just a swath of people being like this is the song that I hear in my head when I'm dreaming this is the music that I just exist in this is my space right here is this song in particular you know the the song for the hub world that you're in it sets the tone in such a fantastic way and it is something that I will is always on my playlist to listen to, especially when trying to like, just kind of set a tone or a mindset for me when writing or doing something, doing a project. And it is, it leaves an indelible mark on you because it just feels so right. Because like you look at like the music of Mist and stuff like this, and it feels very early synthesizer, like 19, you know, the, like the, the early 90s, late 80s kind of synth sound. And this feels... More cinematic. It feels more uh, um, just so environmental, and and it, and it, so to, to give you like an understanding, and without spoiling anything, all of the places that you go to here they embody certain elements, and they embody certain characteristics of the people who in, in inhabited those environments, and the music encapsulates. The essence of what those elements are. They encapsulate who these characters are and that space itself in a lot of great ways. There is a, there is a um a music school, and you hear, you know, the faint laughter and the 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 faint walla of like a crowd and this ambience mixed in with this music. And it represents the element of water, and you you feel that water and this this. Low. It's so ethereal and and just evocative. It really is something so special. And like I highly encourage folks to listen to that music because all of the things about it, all of the things that it kind of represents, really strikes on all cylinders for everything about what this game is trying to encapsulate and its message that it's trying to convey.
0: Yep. Do you want me to read yeah. off some of the other games this composer's? contributed yes. music to oh, tell me. all right tell me. okay so fallout
1: one okay. and two <laughs> yes oh my god yes
0: planescape torment
1: oh god Yes.
0: okay <laughs> so just like and then some other things like descent to dark seed to oh, uh right. zork grand inquisitor um uh, Stasis, which is this 2015 horror adventure game, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, Wasteland Two, so just like, like yes, endless bangers. Um, but yeah. like you can see, like now that I pointed it out, it's like okay, I can see how this is all by the same person. Especially yeah, like you listen to the
1: Fallout One, One and Two. That's absolutely it. it th- those are again very environmental. They're not like. It's like the, the, the concept of when we talk about like music in the original or not in the original, but in Breath of the Wild, right? People were like, yeah, the music's good, but it doesn't really stand out. But it really complements all the things going on. It's very low key. It's very, um, you don't really, you just hear like these little tinges of music from time to time that conveys these certain emotions. And that's the sort of stuff that Fallout 1 and 2 do. And then Zork Nemesis kind of takes that also and just amplifies it a little bit more. It's a little extra. Um and it's really I feel like his standout like the best he's ever done. It's so good. Yeah, it's, I mean this is yeah what a
0: ridiculous career. Um, Yeah. So you mentioned the music school. We should probably still talk about the gameplay a little more, like that how the setup yeah. that you have basically like we said a hub area four different regions. Hmm. I think we kind of mostly agree on a rankings of them but like for the most part i think i liked all their they they all have got their own distinct feel based off the person associated with that land yeah um, for sure they're all visually like interesting i think there's uh, the music school is the one i struggle with a bit because it's all audio
1: yeah you hate related. music and sound puzzles yeah yeah, yeah.
0: this makes sense um I'll also say, like, if you do play this game, there is a play it through Scum VM, um, yes. and also there is a subtitles patch that is very helpful,
1: very helpful. Uh,
0: uh, so, but um, otherwise, I think I think you, I liked all the other areas. I know you're not. I think you weren't as hot on the. I don't know what the battleground
1: canes yeah canes era the the fire level yeah uh it it, yeah there are some instances in this game the only flaws that i really find with this game in particular is that there's definitely some navigational issues that kind of come about of finding Mm -hmm. the hot spots to go into certain points um and that can be a major a major issue and there's also an element of pixel hunting which is to its detriment um but it's only really in a couple instances. And there's one sound puzzle that can just go straight to hell. <laughs> it's the worst puzzle I've had to the, deal um, with. It's just the worst. I can't, oh, can't stand it. saying so one the in the hub world. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's, it's not it's great. Terrible. It's um, terrible. Yeah, it's, I'm going to spoil it right now. Listen, listen. Okay. <laughs> it's a puzzle where you have to match the tones of a statue that plays panpipes, okay? Just, just just bear with me here. It plays... Do, 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 sing, or, uh It does five different notes. Um, And you are supposed to do three. Three or four? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, three. It's only supposed to match three. I think it's three and four. Like, you hear four. I hear five. There are five okay. notes played in this, and it, you're supposed to match the three that it actually plays, even though it plays five. This is
0: my problem with like a lot of audio puzzles is where like, like I was watching the stream and like someone was commenting and like just knew, but I'm like, what are you? These are two different sounds to me. Like when you have to like match notes. Because
1: one was pre-recorded and actually is like the sound of like the the music and then you had to match it using shitty MIDI, MIDI. You know, like, and it doesn't sound anything like this and I... I, you know, played music. I know music and tone. And I'm just like, I just, I don't. Mm. Yeah. And other one was like, yeah, it's like, yes, this it's easy. And I was like, thank you for that. Like, I appreciate that. <laughs> but this puzzle can go to
0: hell. Um, But I think you mentioned the pixel hunting and stuff. I was thinking about those because I, I was playing another adventure game that did the 360 thing after this.
1: Yeah. Which I like?
0: I just it's not. no one's ever heard of this it's aura fate of the ages it came out in 2005 it's an that oh. era of adventure game um because i have like some nostalgia for it so i'm currently kind of poking at that but um it's it's, it's oh not,
1: okay it's yes.
0: not an amazing game. it's fine i don't know what anyway but like i <laughs> ran into some of the same things where it's like navigation wasn't as much of an issue because I think I ran into the same issues with navigation at the same points as you did with this game mm-hmm. but like yeah. pixel hunting and stuff just because there's so much more to look at where compared mm-hmm. to like missed if it's like a slideshow thing like you know what exactly to look at because like the yeah. most part these screens don't exist unless there's something on there and um, this goes for all of those types of games that go on yeah. like a s- slideshow type thing. It's just a lot easier to navigate and click on things and find yeah, things to interact with.
1: That, when you have that 360 degree of motion, now you don't know what is important because mm-hmm. you have so much more to, more landscape to have to pour over and try to figure out Like what is, what is yes. valuable here. Whereas yep. with Myst, everything they're showing you is exactly what they want to show you. And so it is of some importance, be it a clue to the overall story or a clue to the most pertinent puzzle that you are dealing with. Right. And so I also have this issue with Miss 3. So I think mm-hmm. it's just a thing
0: I struggle with, where if you give me too much...
1: Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Know. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. <laughs> okay. Because that, that, that's that's one of the the issues that a lot of people have um, with uh, LucasArts games. And one of the major flaws of LucasArts games is that their kinds of puzzles are dialogue-oriented right? So all mm-hmm. the clues and all the information that you get that you need to solve a puzzle is almost strictly dialogue oriented, especially with games like Grim Fandango and the Monkey Island games. Those are the key things that you need to, to know what you need to do. And if you miss that, you can't solve the puzzle. And so like, there's a lot of information oh. given to you very quickly that you have to process and, and recognize on the fly. And that is overwhelming for a lot of folks. And, um, and so having a log feature helps it. they, I know they did that for like Grim Fandango later on, they added a log feature, which is very helpful. Um, but, um, for a lot of people, like when you provide them too open of a space, they just don't know what to do with that space. Um, and you have to give them some guidance in some way. In this case, it's a visual element. Um, and Mm -hmm. if you give them too many things to look at and too many things to pour over, they don't know if that is a puzzle or not. Because, like, I took notes when I played the game. And there's a lot of instances of me taking notes of things that aren't important at all. But they very much right. look like they are part of a puzzle. But they aren't. Not related.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I remember watching you take notes. I don't think I have this much of an issue with this, with, like, pure 3D game, Like, when it's, like, you can walk around and stuff. There's, there are spots in here this game that are very fussy about
1: where you have to be when you want to get to a spot yeah or what you need to click on in order to progress i mean the hospital was the big one i think
0: and there's another
1: instance where like there's a a door uh like a trap door and if you click on the door it's bang 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 but if you just click on the handle of the door Uh uh-huh you open it i ran into that too yeah. It gives you this feeling like, oh, that door is locked because the, the the universal signifier of an adventure game is if you click on a door and it goes bang, 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 it's like, I can't open this yet. And it's like, oh, no, you just you didn't click on the handle.
0: Yeah. Like, oh. Aside from those, I don't remember the game being too bad.
1: Yeah, it wasn't overall. No, those are there's, there is like three or four in a big swath of puzzles or design things. Where you're like, ooh, that didn't that didn't work for me. That right. didn't I missed something there. And that only happens a few instances. When an adventure game gives you only three or four instances, where you're like, yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that. Uh that's not bad. No, it's and, really and not. There's never been a situation with any of the game the puzzles in Nemesis where you're like, I have no idea why I'm doing this. You know, like I don't understand at all what what I'm supposed to be doing here. Like there's, you have something typically to work with mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of, <clears throat> excuse me, order of operations or you just missed a visual, one little visual clue or something like that to help complete the puzzle.
0: Yeah. I found mostly pretty fair. Um, I'm trying to remember if I had any issues with like, I think I, it took me a minute to figure out how the inventory worked too, because you kind of yeah. scroll
1: through things, which was yeah. You like weird. right click to cycle through your inventory items, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you can't just look at what you. But there's only a couple spots where I think you have more than one thing at a time.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you can technically die in the That's game cool. too, so like save your game. Yeah, I mean it's a
0: zork game. It's pretty. It's friendlier than most of the zork games, though. I For think. there sure it is.
1: Absolutely. There's only um, like, there's only like three or four death moments that can happen. And they're also very clearly notated as and you, you'll die here if you don't do this.
0: It's pretty nice. It's, um, yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. Every time, like, I think every time I died, it was like, yeah, of course it, yeah. it didn't feel unfair. And there's no soft flex that I could
1: I don't think there was anything. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: I don't think you, like yeah, it's it's a very fair game. Yep, which is nice. Um I think by this point like the 90s you didn't run into that stuff as much anyway, but yeah. I think that like Miss kind of has a reputation I don't entirely agree with it, but like for being cryptic and um you know is Not very the original mist, part. man. You
1: can say that about ribbon maybe, but the original Riven, mist, for sure. Oh no, but, baby, that thing but is like I think this is.
0: I think this is more approachable, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, there's like some more like human element things that you can kind of grasp onto as well. I think that makes it easier
1: for some people. For sure, um, for sure, it is. So, there's, there's feedback. There's a lot of feedback in Zork Nemesis, yeah, it's which nice. I think helps in that. Yeah. Um, so do you want to get into the spoilers, Mike? Because I'm oh, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, oh. okay. So before we go into, yeah. So I think
0: clearly, we both would recommend this game. Yeah. For um, sure. would I'm trying to think about how I feel about this. Would you recommend it as someone's first Zork game?
1: No, not at all. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah, because because it, again, like playing an adventure game, you have to have a certain mental muscle, a video game muscle that a lot of people don't use, and this game in particular requires you to have some of that those 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 flexings of those muscles already and have kind of a <laughs> no no up no not it.
0: like not not someone's first adventure game, but like if someone's never played a Zork game before. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've played adventure games before in any capacity and kind of understand how to approach an adventure game and this is your first work game, sure, absolutely.
0: You don't think, okay. I was just thinking about, like, if this would be a weird entry point to the series or not, but we kind of talked about, like...
1: I mean, I think totally, it's a perfect it's entry point. You don't know why cuz then you wouldn't have the the baggage of its its history and past to like That's true. affect yeah. your perspective of the game and be like it's not Zork enough. It's like, "No, oh, you don't know what Zork is, so here you right. go. Enjoy this one. Enjoy that ride."
0: Yeah, actually this might be a better one actually so you're not you don't have all the baggage and there's not really that much I don't know, like I think the only thing that might be confusing is like a grow.
1: Yeah which yeah, is like one like,
0: spot, but,
1: but there's only um, one instance of a grew in the game. And yeah. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, I there, guess there might involved, be, but other than confusion that, about that is because it does it pretty much require you to know what a grew is ahead of time. Yeah. But other than that, yeah,
0: I think this, I recommend you're it right. for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would recommend it too. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cool. So I'll then I'll say for June's game that this episode coming out late, but it's Goblins 3. <laughs> Shame on you, Mike. Um, Goblins 3 by Cocktail Vision. Um, mm. Pretty neat game. Um, and then in July, we're doing Road Warden, which is kind mm. of like a modern IF RPG game. Um Yeah. So I, I think that's it. Um and then every episode we do a shout out to some adventure game folks. Um this week. I will do one for the Queer Games bundle that's happening yeah. right now. We did we did um an episode about a year ago covering the one from the bundle from twenty twenty two. It's probably uh, been a year. It, the bundle was a year ago the episode okay. came out like or the month was like two months later or something it wasn't the same month so it hasn't a I still been a feel year. like
1: that was just yesterday oh my goodness
0: but um it, it's a good time I mean there's a lot of great games in there it's $60 um but there is also it was so the price of a triple a game but you can there's also a bundle version available like if can't really afford to do 60 there's a uh pay what you want ish type bundle that starts at ten (laughs) dollars and you can pay more if you want but um yeah a lot of great stuff in there a lot of adventure games and i have games
1: um
0: so we'll put a link to that in the show notes and go check it out even if the if you're listening to this late and the bundle's done the link should still work so you can see what's in there and check out some cool stuff yeah um uh, so I guess yeah John where can people find you
1: um so I'm on Mastodon um as hold on with Mastodon, it is, we can just put a um, link to the
0: show notes I mean because
1: that's yeah, the one it's it's dasgame.club uh Bogus Mead Factory at dosgame.club and then I'm also on Twitch I stream video games regularly at twitch.tv slash bogusmeatfactory Factory. Um and then I also talk about video games on YouTube, uh, YouTube dot com slash Focus Meat Factory, huzzah. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I just talk about games endlessly. I love video games. Woo.
0: Okay, cool. Uh yeah, and so I'll put a link to all that and where you can find Adventure Game Club on CoHost and Mastodon. Um, and yeah, come join us if you want to play Goblin Stereo Ro- Road Warden. Even if the month's over, I we welcome. Any Goblin's Three chat?
1: Um, yeah, folks are folks are still talking about you know games like Citizen Sleeper and yep. and Miss Online. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So yeah. All right.
0: So we're going to jump into the spoiler section now.
1: Mike let's talk about spoilers Hi, Hi. Ooh, um, So the Temple of Gripa, the, the four people you have missing Are dead uh, They were killed by an evil spirit Known as Nemesis um, And he has tortured them And they're trying to attempt to find like The Fountain of Youth of sorts The Philosopher's yes. Stone you know, um, The Primordial Essence And uh, Nemesis Has murdered them and is trying to get that uh, Information as well and the motivations of nemesis is slightly uh unknown um because like he is an ominous presence at the beginning and you can get access to like some journals of his and they don't seem nearly as ominous or as foreboding and evil um Mm -hmm. the voice acting of nemesis is fantastic it's so good it I. So good. I love it. When I was a kid, I would listen. He has these audio messages, They're like these little discs that you would spin in the game and it would have this mouth and it would move and it was him doing these kind of audio journals. And as a kid, I would just go into the Temple of Agrippa just to listen to those again, because for some reason, there was just something really, it felt really good to listen to. And I was just like, this is really a complex oh, character who's tortured.
0: I have a funny story about it. So when I first played the game, so I got it when it came out, I I played it on this really old computer or it seemed old. Technology in the 90s was weird where your computer's out of date and slow after a year. So I played this like on a computer that was three or four years old. Um, And like for some reason, like my computer chugged a little when playing this and like (laughs) dialogue would sometimes repeat. Multiple times oh. is really weird. Oh, okay, and so like, would this happen with like the intro, like nemesis, dial the thing where you <laughs> talked about how I killed them all, and then he laughs and like would yeah. loop that like two or three times. <laughs> I'm like, huh. So I like, but I I think I kind of knew that it was something wrong with my computer, but it was a very weird jump of like play that like <laughs> on a functioning computer and just hear it read off once instead of this looping like of the nemesis laughing <laughs> this um, is a choice this is a choice right?
1: all right <laughs> a real choice
0: yeah so um yeah i forgot to ask this at the beginning but so did you play this when it came out or what was the, your yeah,
1: history with this I, okay i played it when it launched i played it well it okay okay My, um we loved zork uh a Z- return to Zork as a family and we got Zork Nemesis absolutely like right away. And we're all excited for it. We played it in loved okay. it. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and the, the main goal of the game is there's a, there's a spirit of this girl, Alexandria who was killed and she's like, avenge me essentially. Um, but mm-hmm. knowing who killed her and why is part of this mystery. And, uh, when you, when you meet the, um, alchemists they're they're dead but their spirit is still is trapped and they're they're talking to you and saying like you know you need to bring us our elements you need to go to our our sanctuaries and bring us you know the the, the our our elements there as well to stop nemesis so that we can be powered up enough to to banish him and and avenge alexandria but uh that's a very of course very different story it's a very tangled mm-hmm. web of yeah. interest you, i mean but, you find uh, out
0: pretty quickly that they're evil it's,
1: Yeah. it's pretty apparent it's um yeah. but uh who is who is evil because there's also some like some some question of who is really evil because some of them were very clearly and like one of them isn't so much but oh um, i would uh, Mel- i think they all fall under melvo isn't super evil like he did do some things at the end, but like he wasn't outright evil. Like the, the, the alchemists are Cain, uh, who's oh, this right. general, um, who's the element of fire. There's Sartorius, who's this uh, asylum doctor, who's the element of air. Uh, there is Sophia, who is this strict um, uh, teacher of music at the school. She's the element of water. And then there's Malvo, which is um, Earth. Wait, no. Oh, no. So hold on. Fire and is earth they're, they're, They he all is have fire. two. Yeah, they all have King. two things. Yeah. Um. But. and uh. But yeah. And Malvo is is uh, is is fire, and he is he is like the adoptive father of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you learn that they are grooming her to be the fifth element, uh, the element of eternal life, the primordial essence. Um, but. It's it's so, it's so interesting. Like the the actors who play the the um the alchemists are like a mixed bag. Sometimes they're right on point and it's really evocative and interesting and foreboding. But like when they're in their deathly state, because you get flashbacks of when they were alive and things that were happening, and those are really well performed and really interesting. But those moments when they're just kind of a talking head, it is very silly. So.
0: I was thinking about this. I think they only ham it up when they're talking directly to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's an intentional choice. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but they're very hammy. It um, is,
0: but I think that's like an intentional choice to like have them ham it up when they're talking.
1: Oh, to, to you. you to be like, we're good, we're great, yeah, like, we didn't yeah, do yeah. anything wrong, we're all nice, yeah, and uh, but. Man, it's just it's so the Temple of Agrippa is like you have to go in into four different places to solve four puzzles in the temple of Agrippa before you can move on to each of the alchemists place um their 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 world of sorts their level um and I feel like all of them, except for one were really well well good puzzles they were like the clues are pretty <laughs> apparent um and the only one that stinks is. The wonderful bagpipe, a panpipe puzzle, which is the audio puzzle, which is just plain terrible because of that stupid. They did five notes, and you have to tell them three. Like it was so bad. Um, but yeah, no. The I, I enjoy, did you enjoy any of the puzzles from the Temple of Agrippa at any point? That's also where you get a hint system too. A naked lady tells you uh, hints. Oh, um, I mean, I was <laughs> fine with I. And,
0: hmm. I'm not as down on the area as like the music school, but I don't know if like any of the puzzles really stood out to me because like I felt like I just kind of got through them quickly, even though I was like half guessing.
1: No, the time travel puzzle—that's a good puzzle. Which one? I'm trying
0: to remember. Sorry, the chair. There's
1: a chair. uh, There's a there's a puzzle. Oh no, that one's great. Okay, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that one. You spin to go through time in order to get the primordial essence of. Uh, that one's I believe. Cr- yes. Water.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's really good. That one, I I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, that was, that's a good one. And it's got a re- return to Zork reference built in there too, which is fun. Well, that one yeah. was fun because it's like that game takes place in the future compared yeah. to Zork Nemesis. So it's fun seeing like, oh, this is the future. It's the screenshot, basically a screenshot from the return to Zork. But it's yeah, like, the Valley of the there...
1: The very first screen in return to Zork. Yeah.
0: Isn't there a reference later or somewhere like in a journal or something that like it talks about someone like buying some land or yes. something in become, the Valley
1: of the Sparrows? Yes. Uh, yes yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. that's fun. Well, that's but like I, one of
0: the jokes where like it's a reference, but you if you never played it, you wouldn't you just wouldn't know that it's a reference to anything.
1: Exactly. Um, and oh, I, I have to tell you about funny. the Pivotar thing. Like, OK, yes. Okay, so listen. So um, in the Temple of Agrippa, you get these little uh, snippets about this agent named Bivatar, uh-huh. who's like the head of their, like, essentially their, like, FBI, you know, the, the, the Zorkian FBI. Um, and in the very beginning of the game, there is a cutscene of a person being murdered. Um and it that's it like and that then the game starts so like and then it does this fly through. Wasn't well, someone stabbing uh, themselves mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, I in um, this the nemesis journals, there's a, a nemesis like a uh, uh, like written journal portion that talks about like that fool Bivitar. He right. was lucky to have. Done this ritual to go back in time essentially well, and no, start does it, over.
0: Is that what it said? Okay, because I know I thought he's mentions like killing him, but it was out of the time stream.
1: Out of the time stream, exactly. And you are Bivitar, you are that agent. But
0: does that ever so I was wondering about does it ever it never like confirms it confirms it?
1: No, it never is very apparent, but it is very alluded to because that is the character that is killed in the very beginning. Uh, cutscene, and that is meant to represent your character. But that's, how do you know I, that it's... Because that's Bivitar. That is for sure Bivitar who dies. That but how do you know character. that? That's not a Nemesis, it, is
0: it? That's it's not, not a... Nemesis.
1: Oh, no. That's you. That's you, baby. Are
0: you sure? Because that's like the same hair. That's what always confused me.
1: Yeah. I've oh we can debate it answer in the comments if you played this game and if you think you know are you Bibitar or are you just unknown adventurer we i'm should've... positive you're Bibitar because he mentions again in the time stream like what what does that oh mean? no i know
0: i know that's why i'm i'm open to it i was just wondering if yeah. there's like uh you know like a
1: confirmation like
0: the, but like it's a weird thing to Put it in. Because and he
1: was also sent to the Temple of Agrippa to investigate the missing, disappearance of these four people. And like, uh-huh. there's no, there's no like trail of that person. There's no like, there's no hint of them being there at any point. And it's like, yeah, because it's you. Mike does not. Okay. Agree. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> Because now I want, like... You had to go through mm, again now with that knowledge and, and look for it.
0: No, I just want, like... I, I'm like, oh, there's got to be... I, be- <laughs> I believe you. I mean, I believe you. I'm just like... I, I want to know if there's, like, another hint.
1: There might be, and I may it. have forgotten. It's been a while since I played it. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so when you go to each place, like they, they all are um each of the different stages that are related to the alchemist. it's all actual physical places in the world that are like the the home base of each of those alchemist characters um you know Cain who represents earth it's this sandy desert uh fortress and he's a general who's currently at war with um with the the wizards the wizard guild or whatever it is um the enchanters guild which is, uh, ref- they have references to Enchanter as well, like the characters that are in the Enchanter series. Um, Sartorius' is, is his asylum, which is the element of air. Uh, and then Sophia's is her music school and and theater, which is the element of water. And then Malvo is his monastery. He was the, the head monk of this religious monastery, um, which is the element of fire. And, um... It was really, really interesting. I'll really embody all these characters. Is there one that you really like, Mike? Which one? What is your ranking of these? What did you like about these ones? Which did, did you like? Any really in particular?
0: Of all the different, the people or the regions? The regions.
1: Um, like the levels themselves. Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> tough. Well, I, talking, mean, after, I, know I mean, I know what's after,
0: last is the school, music school. Yeah. Then. Sartorius, maybe. Sartorius, uh, yeah. And then I kind of put Kane and Melvo's
1: regions somewhere. I think Melvo is above Kane, Yeah. Uh, but Melvo's, I think, is the is the most solid. Like that's the most Yeah. Think, probably the best one. Um, because like my my kind of reign is that Melvo's stage is my favorite, I think, then Sophia's, then Sartorius, and then Kane. I hated Kane's a lot. I hate oh, okay. it so much. Oh, um, but let's let's talk about each one individually. I mean, like, so, uh, like with with Malvo's in particular, why that one I think is so strong is that its puzzles are all, um, easy like to understand and grasp. There's one in particular kind of pixel hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, That's that was the, the door,
0: right? The trap door.
1: The, the no, no, oh. that one doesn't have the trap door. That one's the coin. There's a coin you have to insert to get these tiles, and you have to go to a certain area in the end, like the beginning portions of this, and look down at a glint. Oh, and oh, like, I didn't have that. I didn't run into, but yeah, I can see why. Yeah, that's tough for a lot of people. I think I, yes. I got it because I remembered it, but I think oh, kid me okay. that one was one that stumped me for a long time. Um, and you have like, th- like I enjoy the the statues. There are these statues that all embody a very particular, um uh they're talking heads that embody a particular mood or uh like was it like a, a facet of the religion and you have to match these these tiles to each one in particular but not only this you have to like trigger them in a certain order um so that way you could you could get access to other stuff in the in the area which is kind of cool okay. and each level also has a FMV character that's in there that mm-hmm. doesn't do much for like puzzle wise, but just adds character to the world.
0: I think and, do uh, they all exist just to, like for like walling off a section until you're ready to go there? Is that why uh, they exist?
1: Mal the school- isn't
0: at all. He's just there. Oh, that's true. It's only for two of them. Sorry. For like Kane and uh Sophia's. Kane, regions. Sophia's,
1: and Sartorius's. They all those ones do. Um, but Malvo's doesn't for some reason. And I don't know why that is. But you're right. They they do they do block you off from a certain region until you are ready, until you've uh, done this. Stuff. And I enjoy that aspect of gating people uh, until they have like moved on. So that way it's like, again, you have this hub world, four puzzles. You got to solve those four puzzles. Now you move on to each one and they each have like, four or five different puzzles individually, but you have to first solve like the first three before you go on to the next one. And there's like two or three puzzles there in that next area that all kind of like segue into like the final section of their level. Um, And I think that that's really well paced and well designed. So that way people don't get overwhelmed and yeah. don't know what to do because you have all of these different choices and different avenues to follow. Um, And that's why I, I don't enjoy canes because their opening section, there's a lot of clues that don't lead to anything. They don't, they don't uh, apply to anything. And there's a lot of like arbitrary numbers that do apply to some puzzles. And there's like multiple clues that equate to the same puzzle solution. It's so weird. There's so Um, many like times where there's a lot of numbers that are, you can get those numbers in a lot of different ways. I didn't mind it too much
0: because I think one of those multiple number or like multiple clues for the same solution things is you don't, you don't have to do the torture thing. You can just look it up somewhere else. So, um, which is good. Um, but I think one reason I like the old guy in that section is just like, because it just shows like how weird this war was I. it's just like it's just like yeah. futile like it's just like this one like hold out and like I don't know it's just a weird
1: it's very cute I like yeah there's this NPC that's a, this actor who's just this little senile old guy who's just like you can't go in there it's like it's a massacre out there and uh, and he's just he's really sweet and endearing and I love him and, uh, and like Malvo's his, his thing there's the person there is just a, a person who's gone mad and yeah by the sounds of demonic screams, which, uh, but Malvo's is such a, a great level. I mean, to go back into this is also because like it, it has a really great um, museum that is like dedicated to the history mm-hmm. of the work, And yes. there's these really great like illustrations of these books with the religion. And I also really enjoy like, so each one has each level has of course, flashbacks that give you insight to these characters and malvo really does love um alexandria and she was raised there in the monastery um and like he really does love her but you also learn that she was in love with uh lucienne um right lucienne i think so yeah, yeah. who's ne- nemesis but yeah who is yeah, nemesis yeah. yeah we find out but eventually yeah uh, and that is Cain's um son and they don't want them to get together because she's supposed to be they're a key to immortality. You learn that Malvo is is being stricken with this life threatening illness. He will die, and he's he's coming to grips with his own mortality, and that the doctor Sartorius reaches out to them to him, say like I have a an answer, and it is alchemy, and it is this this concept of the primordial essence, and I can I can make you live forever, and um. And like, so it's just, it's so interesting how they, they kind of all interweave because there's a timeline of events and you get a real clear understanding of what that timeline is as you explore all four worlds and you don't have to do it in any particular order, but you very clearly understand the timeline Um in like uh Sartorius's world, uh, which is just plain insane. It's so, so disturbing and uh, really yeah. unnerving
0: that's because yeah, yeah that's the other one with the head where it's like that that one didn't bother me as much as it did with you i could tell but like uh, um i think that those are the two parts that and the, the torture thing where it's like the yeah. my only hang up about recommend even though it's not poorly written
1: yeah the sartorius I, I think it's a lot the sotorius level is like overall like as a pu- like puzzles is all really good, except for one, it's just a pixel hunt Yes, um, of trying to find where this axe is that you need. But like um, the there's there's a puzzle in particular in this that is really difficult because you have to get this cadaver um, chop its head off and then attach the head to this machine so that it can tell you information and you can stimulate it to have different emotions. One of those emotions is horny and he is trying to yeah fornicate with you it's just a severed head on like a little spider body it's really weird and gross um they do an interesting thing though is that that they just kind of project a uh the fmv on yeah. a 3d model yeah it's really which weird it's kind of me. wild um, it's an interesting style well that's uh, like you know uh, mist five like takes that concept to into a big way in how they did their fmv's um but uh yeah and like so there's a lot of cool like little secrets but you of course you learn that Sartorius takes this woman who is very religious and is a uh a, a, a patient of his um and she's pregnant and they take her child and give her to Malvo to raise as his own to to be trained to be this primordial essence they will eventually sacrifice um mm. and so Malvo raises her up as she grows older. She has this, they're training her in the violin and to then be sent off to go to Sophia's music school so that she can use her music and her passion for music to help bring about the primordial essence. She falls in love with Kane's son, Lucien, and they try to run away and get married. Malvo betrays them, uh, and and they uh, they they go to sacrifice her. And Lucien goes to interrupt that sacrifice, murders all the alchemists, um, but he is too late, and in that rage and that despair, he becomes the the demonic presence of nemesis mm-hmm. and um and at the end, what is it was like, uh, you have to then help nemesis
0: yeah uh, it's, it's kind of I don't know I, it's fine I, it's, it's an easy last puzzle. It's just kind of there just to
1: kind of. Wrap everything up. You just yeah. Kind of, to, yeah. You bring her the, the back ending to life sequence and... isn't overly difficult, and it's, it's 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 nice. It's it's fine. And it's yeah, fine. so they're going to continue this ritual, um, and you have to help Nemesis to uh, stop them and and help reunite him with with Alexandria so that they can move on in the afterlife. And uh, or do you resurrect them? You resurrect them. If she comes. You resurrect back them. To That's right. You resurrect both of them. That's I was <laughs> Yeah, never mind. Wow, you resurrect them both. It's, it seems so, like, anticlimactic. It's not even, like, a big, like, hey, hurrah. Like, no, I know, beat, it's very
0: weird. It's just kind of like, well, especially the way that...
1: Yeah, you, well, beat, like, you return to Zorik, and it's a celebration, and here it's just yeah. like, thanks.
0: Yeah. Oh, what's so funny, because, yeah, you, isn't it like you kind of, like, they kind of walk off, and then it just lets you walk out the gate? Yeah. And, and then walk that's out the and the credit, and then it zooms in on the painting of the naked woman or something like that. But yeah, Um it's yeah, it just kind of ends. It's which is fine. I mean, I don't think you could really, you can't really do a big celebration with that game. It, yeah, so it's true. Um,
1: but like, but but so you like Kane's level? Why I was fine. Like I, Kane's I, level?
0: I, I think just because of the weirdness of it, like I liked the world. I think I just liked that Was just like about war and like how pointless it is and I was fine with most of the puzzle. Like I didn't really, I don't think I hit the same bumps as you so it was just like that's fine. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just really liked how the like the old guy and um, how, I don't know. I just like the world designed for that and it's just like because it's this weird area with like tanks like there's a tank you drive <laughs> yeah the tank weird. you drive I like I'm the museum amazing- the, the
1: museum of weapons through the history of Zor. I like the museum yeah stuff like that because I and like the a, museum a, and like a hit, the famous historical battles that you get to like learn about and all the different tactics they use to overcome those and like you get to watch this visual representation of all these right. armies in different situations um and, so uh, it's all
0: the stuff like yeah it's, so it's not so much of like the puzzle design which i didn't really have an issue with but it wasn't like a standout for me um but it was just i just enjoyed exploring that space i guess um i, I think just, there's things where like you ran into like some i think maybe i lucked out and not running into because you had like pixel hunting things i think did you hit some so many pixel hunting issues i think in general i ran into less pixel hunting than you which is not a gameplay like not your fault it's just luck
1: yeah you just clicked in the right place right away yes like there's there's an instance where you have to pack this this dog cannon with gunpowder to blast through a door and it's like i know i have to do that but then you had to actually click on a very specific place though on the dog to then zoom into where you actually have to pack it and, yeah, open and I never butt. ran into
0: that I just like kept in the click there and I was like oh okay <laughs> so I was like because it's not a hard puzzle once you like know what to click on and stuff it's just very funny that like I just lucked. the like, game
1: yeah. it simulates this thing of like there are bones in a dish and you push this button and then it yeah, yeah. eats the bones and then it fires the bones it's like we need to put the gunpowder in the dish it's like no you need to put the gunpowder in his butt
0: yeah (laughs) that's not the first place you put gunpowder yeah Um, like i don't understand so i don't know for some reason that just made sense to me because i was like oh you load it like a cannon or something and like yeah i don't know um yeah i just i think i just didn't run into the same frustrating things as you but um but that's why i like the music school ranks so low for me is because i cannot do music puzzles it's yeah. my like my hearing's kind of eh, anyway but like when <laughs> once you have to like match tones and stuff
1: it's just like I cannot, yeah i didn't I don't in, really in sophia's to. level in the in the the music, the uh, the music school, like there's a lot of music puzzles, but like they all seem to work a lot better than that panpipe puzzle for me. Oh yeah, like, I didn't yeah, have yeah. too much issue there. That panpipe puzzle was just terrible at even just matching tone. Um, yeah, I
0: would agree with that. Um, but it's just that the volume of it, because it's a whole section of the game dedicated to music yeah. puzzles. I'm like, no, it's like my least favorite type of
1: puzzle. I enjoyed that level though so much just because of its music and its atmosphere and it just felt Yeah. The acting so is like great. passionate, but also very like just ominous. And mm-hmm. like she's in this relationship with Kane, um, and he's having an affair with his wife, with her, and uh she, but he is also like just he's just a, a horrible adultering, like lunatic. Um, even like threatening Lucienne to be like, I'm going to take Alexandria and bet her. You know, like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be man enough to stop me? Um, like it was just oh, wild. Yeah, he's he was such a despicable character, and, and rightfully so. But like with Sophia, it's just really interesting how like she wants just eternal beauty. Um, and Cain wants to be live forever for eternal power. And Malvo is just afraid of his own mortality because of his his death. Sartorius is driven by like my dad had this belief this this idea of mm-hmm. alchemy and its power and they left him you know i want doing this for validation and credibility and he's kind of the mastermind behind all of this getting everybody on board to do this because sophia has the um the school within which he can use to cultivate the the talents of the primordial essence kane has the money um and uh malvo has uh You know, uh, the motivation to raise this child and to do so right because Malvo is overall a good person. He's just scared to die. Um, I still, I I think I'm
0: a little harsher on him.
1: Why? Why? Why are you so harsh on him? Because he he still
0: set up a kid basically to get sacrificed. But yes, I think that kind of puts you in the evil category. But he is less like, he's not. Yes, I mean, I I think he's. I guess that there's like an evil scale. He's less,
1: less evil. In in the end, when you like bring back all the alchemists, he's like, I'm a cartoonish evil man, and like, but there's no sense of that in any of the flashbacks or in any of those things. Whereas everybody else, it's very.
0: So did he know? But did when he adopted her, did he know that he was raising her to get? yes sacrifice okay so there you go yeah.
1: so um but yeah it's, it's just really interesting all these characters and their motivations behind these things and like there's just a lot of a lot of like there's you know like sensuality uh and uh and just a lot of subversion of expectations of like what this environment and these characters are going to behave and how they're going to act it was just really interesting to see that stuff kind of come out in a video game because you didn't see that very often, right? Um, yeah, and, it's weird
0: that I played this as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit about... right.
1: Um, there's the bathtub scene. You know, there's a bathtub scene with Kane and Sophia's, or you know, in the bathtub together talking about all the wonderful things they're gonna do once they can live forever. I think,
0: yeah, because I'm like, I remember. That's how my feeling about it at the time was i think i liked it but there's also a sense of like well this isn't this isn't like a zork this isn't like Return to Zork, which is how (laughs) a lot of people felt but I
1: i remember playing seventh guest and there's a moment in the seventh guest where two ghosts have sex on a bed and they're just erotically moaning you don't see anything you just hear the moaning and as a kid i was like this isn't right Oh right. my god! Right. Yeah. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't see this. But with like Nemesis, it wasn't like so overtly sexual. But it was very like it didn't. I wasn't. Well, like, it's oh, not wait, a cartoon. Like Seventh,
0: cartoon. Ga- so like in Seventh Guest, everything is so over the top. Yeah. Where like, I mean, some of that, a lot of that is by choice because they had the the technology. They just had to go big to show anything on camera. Yeah, it's so grainy. But yeah. um where they don't have to do that in Zork Nemesis but at the same time also you are much better actors in yeah. this game but, they're but like, also
1: like just the, 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 the portrayal of sexuality in Zork Nemesis is handled more maturely yes. and not as like comically or or uh or like extreme it's not it's not you know uh it's not exacerbated or anything like this it's just very uh it seemed very normal or natural and you know, and like uh, Lucienne had like pictures of of uh, or paintings of Alexandria, you know, and like it, there's all this like kind of romanticized things, and um, and it and it didn't feel very um forced. It felt very natural in general, so it didn't just feel like this awkward or, or meant to be titillating. It, like none of the sexuality was meant to be like, oh, you like this? Yeah, you like you? Yeah. Uh, like like something like The Seventh Guest where it was trying to be a little more evocative. Um yeah. and uh but I know I I do Zork Nemesis is even with the, the weird puzzles, some of the puzzles that it has that are issues, um, overall it's just super good. And I just mm-hmm. enjoy the character and how the stories unfold. Um, and like the the character of Nemesis is like just there's something about the sound of of Nemesis' voice that is will stick to me forever. voice is like, I listen to that voice and it's very I don't... It's weird to say comforting, but it is co- it's cozy. It's very cozy. Um, well, it's a very game. fun... His voice yeah.
0: is very fun to listen to because it's but so... I,
1: I would never hang out in right. Sartorius's eight world. Like, that is... That stage is absolutely... Oh, no. None horrifying. Them, but... I didn't really get into that one, but man, it is a messed up world. Yeah, that is a messed up place, and it was really difficult to get through because it's just... It was hard to get through that because mm-hmm. the character is so despicable and he very much like abuses his patients. Yeah. Uh, so. n- not only like for experiments of his own, but also like the, he definitely sexually abused like a character, it, like patients in this, like they allude to this. And it's just like, this is just so, oh, it's so hard to listen to mm-hmm. Um, and like to learn about. And but there's a lot of it's just so it's a wild game. It's a wild game. Yeah. And it's, That's it's really, really interesting.
0: There's nothing really like it. I mean, they're, it's very unique. Yeah. And it was a really, really nice surprise to come back to this because I remember liking it, but I got a lot more out of it than I expected to. Yeah. Um, it was nice. I'd agree. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: there you go. Yay. Yay. That's fine.
0: Okay. I like this yeah. one. All right. Yeah, did we have anything else we wanted to say about this game?
1: Go in with an open mind. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's not very Zorkian, quote unquote, but like, just open your mind to the possibilities of the game and just go for the ride. And it's okay if you need hints. Just look at hints. Again, it's fine. As long as you understand where those hints are coming from, what it is meant to represent in the game, you kind of get a better understanding of the puzzle by looking at those things. It's fine to do that, folks. Just go for the ride and adventure of Zork Nemesis and enjoy it. It's very entertaining.
0: Yeah. And use the subtitles patch, please. Yes. (laughs) I think think that helps me a lot. Um, There's... Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I guess... Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye! (laughs)